As a child, the idea of death terrified me. The house that I grew up in was once an old parsonage, and I found this out later on. It was where they would host wakes for those who have died before the funeral. I think if I would have known that as a child, that the living room that I would sit in to read and watch TV with my family was a place where the dead would lay before their funeral, I would have demanded that my parents move us from that house at once. Death was scary for me. My experience with death at that time was largely influenced by the horror movies that I have no clue what my parents thought were a good idea for us to watch. So it was all about hauntings and getting spooked. My first grown-up experience with death was when I was a junior in high school and a friend of mine died from cancer at the age of 16. From there, I had high school classmates whose parents died while we were still in school. The father of the girls that I nannied for died and a friend from high school died in a car accident shortly after graduation. I soon realized that death was about so much more than what I saw in the movies. Last week we got to learn about All Hallowtide, the tritium of the dead, focusing mostly on All Hallows Eve or Halloween. And this day, we commemorate the second of those three days, All Hallows Day or All Saints Day. This is the day that we celebrate all of the saints who have died and now live with God in heaven, who have received the fulfillment of the promises made to them in their baptisms, that they will live with God forever. In the Lutheran Church, we believe that all the saints are those who have been baptized. Now, this differs slightly from the recognized saints that we think of who were set apart by the church for miraculous deeds attributed to them. While we may not have the title saint in our names, we believe that all of us are saints, those who have been claimed by God. And on this day, we also remember the saints who have been baptized in the last year. Part of our remembrance includes the ritual of lighting a candle in honor or memory of a loved one, a fellow saint. There's a power in ritual, as rituals are these symbolic activities that help us express our deepest thoughts and feelings about some of the most important events that we have in life. All of us have rituals, whether we want to call them a ritual or not. These rituals include ceremonies such as a wedding or graduation, parties like a birthday party or a reception, and the marking of anniversaries. Some may even have rituals around how they decorate for the holidays. A ritual might seem like a habit, but a habit is something that's so ingrained in us that we don't necessarily think about it. A ritual, on the other hand, is done with purpose, with mindfulness. And funerals are an important ritual for us when we wrestle with death. Funerals help us acknowledge the reality of death. They give us a chance to speak publicly about those who have died. They encourage us to actually have an expression of grief. They provide support to those who are mourning and they allow for us to embrace our faith 
and beliefs of life, death, and hope. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Our gospel text for today is from the beginning of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, also known as the Beatitudes. Beatitudes means blessed or happy, and each statement is a declaration of blessing or giving of honor. Now, when you first read them, the idea of being blessed when you are poor in spirit, when you're mourning, when you're meek, when you are hungry and thirsty for righteousness, when you're merciful, pure in heart, when you're a peacemaker, when you are persecuted for righteousness sake, and when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil things against you falsely, it seems kind of bizarre. And, you know, even contradictory and nonsensical. Like many other passages in the Bible, this has also been used as a weapon against many as a way to justify the use of power and fear in abusive situations. But I don't believe that's what Jesus meant for it when he preached the Sermon on the Mount. It wasn't to justify the actions of those in power over those who weren't in power, but instead to give hope, to give promise. I want to especially focus on verse 4. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. I mentioned before how important ritual is, especially ritual with funerals. We are afraid of death. We're afraid of mourning. We're afraid of grief. And you know, I get that grief is, oh, so painful. For many, grief is something that they try to bury deep within themselves because Grief is hard. Grief is seen as inconvenient, as weak, as something that gets in the way of living our life. Dealing with our sometimes heavy emotions and feelings is exhausting and consuming. However, it's also necessary. The poet Robert Frost wrote, the best way out is always through in his poem, Servant to Servant. And this quotation has been morphed into the more well-known version. The only way out is through. The only way out of grief, out of sadness, is to work through your feelings, to work through that grief. It's 
to allow yourself to go through it. Allow yourself to experience the highs and the lows, making space for those feelings, acknowledging that they're there, and then keep walking through it. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are those who acknowledge the feelings that they're feeling, who allow themselves space to process, to mourn, to grieve, for they will find healing in the process. Blessed are those who mourn, for they have experienced a love great enough to inspire these deep feelings of pain and loss and love. Blessed are those who remember the ones that they have loved, for our loved ones' legacies change the world. Blessed are those who show us that it's okay to cry, it's okay to show emotion, it's okay to be sad, and to love fiercely. I worry more about those who bury their feelings, who don't take time to process their emotions, who pretend that everything is okay when it's not, who walk around numb because I wonder when, when are those feelings going to explode out? When we do not allow ourselves time to grieve, when we don't allow ourselves to grieve in general, that grief doesn't just disappear. Numbing the pain of grief, of loss, it just makes it worse when you finally feel it. One of the best things that I learned going through therapy is that it's okay not to be okay. It's okay to make space for the things that we feel, to acknowledge that they exist and then to let them go. This allows us to grow around our grief. All Saints Day, or All Hallows Day, a day that we set aside in the church to honor those who have died, has been a part of the Christian church for centuries. This is a day that we remember the saints in our lives. We acknowledge the sadness of their passing and the hope that we have in the promise of the resurrection, the promise that our loved ones who have died are now resting in. As St. John writes in Revelation, they will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd and he will guide them to springs of the water of life and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. It is the unknown that we fear when we look upon death and darkness, nothing more. The unknown is scary. But we have a promise from God that the next part of our journey is eternity in a place with no mourning, no crying, and no pain, where all will always have enough. As you light a candle in honor or in memory of a loved one, may that little light remind you of the promise from God. That light shines in the darkness. And may that light guide you through the unknown, through the pain of grief, into a place of comfort. Amen.
this week as you reflect on the message, I invite you to go deeper into it with these two reflection questions. Number one, what do you fear most about death? And number two, what does the word saint mean to you? Do you believe that you are a saint?